pockets of a beer or a cold libation. I can tell you how I wrote this little theme. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him what you got. He said I'll start up with some talking and some moody clips and popcorn fighting, fantasy explorations and some groundless exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxings, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the box come on, contest and of course you know it's all about games. That's just slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG Variety. Welcome to the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Today is my first episode for hashtag RPG Day 2023 in August. And I am very excited. This is a great thing. RPG Day helps bring positive light to RPGs, generates discussion, maybe lets us know each other a little bit better. So I think there's a really great thing put together by David and Anthony. There are links in the show notes to what RPG Day is, its origins. You can follow those, the Autocratic blog and the Casting Shadows blog, and read all about it. There's a YouTube post up on RuneSlinger. You can watch. All that's in the show notes. The way I do RPG Day is I like to do a week's worth of prompts at a time for the coming week. The reason I do that is I don't want to inundate my listeners with a show every day, but... I, do, I don't want to do one show for the whole month, so I break it down by week. So I'm going to give you the first week's prompts, and next Tuesday I'll give you the next week's prompts. I do have some other calls I'm going to play, though. So if this is the first time you tuned in, you may not know, but I do a contest roughly once a month. And last month I did a contest to generate excitement for RPG a day for this month. And to do that, I asked my listeners to pick a day in August and send me their answers to the prompt for that day. And a number of my listeners decided to take part in that contest. And so I'm going to play those prompts that fall in the first week of August prior to my giving you my answers for those days. But before we play any calls, we need to recognize the winners and the people that entered the RPG A Day 2023 contest. Everybody is a winner. I'm just picking two random names for the gifts one gift is a DaveCon gift pack, which is a, a dice tray, a die, and a token. And the other winner is going to get an RPG item out of my collection. But let me say I very much appreciate everybody's entries. They'll all get played, and they were all great entries. Let me read off the names of everybody that entered. In no particular order. Spencer, also known as Free Thrall of the Keep Off the Borderland podcast. Adrian Young of the Age of Adventure RPG. Dark Fluid, who's Dark Fluid on Discord. Joseph Salvador of Raven Guy Games. Ray Otis of Plundergrounds. Richard Bat Brewster. Viscount Eric of the Gaming with Nomi's blog. Peter. Spez Baby on Discord. Daniel Norton of the Bandits Keep Media Empire. And Eric Sawsweedle of the Omega 3D Chicken Coop podcast. So we have a total of 10 entries. Two of those entrants, though, did come in after the deadline. 
So I have two physical prizes I'm giving away. I'm going to draw from the pool of 10 names. And if the two people that came in late get drawn, I'm going to donate to charity for them. But I will keep drawing until I get two people that sent their entries in on time to get the physical prizes. Now also donate and charity for those people. So potentially I'm just donating more money to charity here. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. So this is being rolled on the Audio Dungeon Discord in the bots channel because that way everybody can go back and see it. It's timestamped and all that kind of thing. I am doing this at 12.55 p.m. on July 31st, and that is Eastern Time. So if I can remember the context to activate the bot, I don't think that's it. Um, hmm. No. Slash roll. Slash R. Well, we're, we're going to see if I can get this right. Yep, it is slash roll. So number two is our first winner. And we'll go back and announce those. I'll leave you in a little bit of suspense. And number five. So going back to, to the list. And it's going to be the order. I said no particular order, but I'm going to do it in the order that I, I announced them. So number two is Adrian Young of the Age of Adventure RPG by Adrian Young Games. And number five is Ray Otis of Plundergrounds. So I will be donating some money to a charity, but that means I need to roll again because Ray had a late entry. Nine. So let's see who nine is. Nine is Daniel Norton of Bandit's Keep. <laughs> Daniel won last time, but, you know, we, we don't have a rule against that here. So, very cool. I will be donating money to charity in the name of Adrian, Ray, and Daniel, and I will reach out to Adrian and Daniel to coordinate the physical prizes. I think Adrian's going to get the award pack from DaveCon, because Daniel already has one, and then I'll coordinate with Daniel on what RPG he's going to get out of my RPG library. I will be in touch with those winners, and I, again, appreciate everybody's entries. Great job. Now, I should also preface this by saying I recorded all my entries prior to listening to any of their entries, so if there's any crossover, that's purely coincidental. Now, let's listen to my listeners' calls for the days in August, and I'll do them in order, and then after that, I'll play my prompts for this week. A number of these entries are, you'll hear one to this week, are very personal, and I very much appreciate the people sending in these very personal entries. There, there are a few of them throughout the month. I'm not going to respond to these individual entries, and I'm not going to comment on that other than to thank people for being so open and to be willing to share these experiences with everybody. This first entry is from Adrian. Adrian is a RPG creator and has created the Age of Adventure RPG, 
which is a Lasers and Feelings fantasy hack by Adrian Young Games. So definitely go check that out. Here's Adrian's entry. My entry is day one first RPG played this year. Looking back at my social media posts, looks like the first game I played in 2023 was Delta Green. And even though most of my games nowadays are played online, this was actually an in-person game. This was run by a local games group here in Melbourne, Australia, and we played in the upstairs area of a Melbourne pub, which was real handy because, as I remember, it was 37 degrees Celsius that afternoon. I like the Call of Cthulhu percentage system, but I much prefer Delta Green because of the more modern setting and access to contemporary weapons and equipment. Being set in today's world, it is also easier to imagine what's around you and what's available, as opposed to older periods like the ancient times or 1920s. In this 2023 game, we were a motley crew of ex-soldiers, cops, private investigators. Combat was minimal and the emphasis was on the investigation. Back in the early 2000s, my friends and I played Delta Green as Special Forces or Black Ops, kind of like Ghost Recon vs. Cthulhu, probably conceded with our Xbox Ghost Recon LAN parties in those days. I don't know whether these were published modules or homemade, but geez, there was a hell of a lot of carnage and mayhem as we battled the darkness. Ah, good times. Anyway, thank for the competition and the memories, and keep up the great work, Adrian. Adrian, thank you for that entry. Hey Jason, Spencer here. Very much looking forward to RPG Day Month this year. Whether my involvement takes the shape of, well, the, the chances of it being a daily podcast are extremely remote. But I certainly want to involve myself in one way or another. So I thought I'd keep things simple. I'd go for that first prompt for the 1st of August. What was the first RPG you played this year? Well, I... Pleased to say it was a very enjoyable session of Barney Dicker's League of Eternal Guardians, a setting that utilises his D6 counterpoint system. I believe it was it was recorded, but I don't believe it's actually been aired anywhere yet. But I look forward to hearing it whenever it does pop up. As it's the 10th anniversary of RPG Day Month, what would I have been playing that time 10 years ago? Well, as you know, I wasn't involved in the hobby at that time. But taking my current tastes and projecting backwards may well have been something like Rhesus or my personal favourite, Into the Odd, which was in its infancy, but it's certainly been kicking around for a couple of years believe it first appeared as a playtest in 2011 it being one of the first games I discovered when I returned to the hobby in 2017 2018 I immediately fell in love with it so I don't doubt that had I discovered it 10 years ago from now I'd like to think my feelings would have been much the same so there you go. There's the entry. Take care, my friend. Hey, Jason. Dark Fluid from Audio Dungeon Discord. This is my first ever RPG a day response. 
I'm not sure how long any RPG a day responses I craft in the future are going to be, but I apologize in advance. This one may be a, a long one. Uh, I chose the first prompt uh, for my response, the uh, first RPG played this year. So in the spirit of uh, RPG a day 2023, I'll start by going back 10 years. Um, sadly, my answer at the time would be I didn't play one in 2013. See, I had uh, quit role-playing games and hadn't played in a game in over a decade at the time. But to take a little creative license, I'll fast forward to 2015, where the first game I played in when returning uh, took place. And it was an AD&D first edition game. See, I'd received a call out of the blue from an old friend, Scott, in 2015. Scott was a member of my first and oldest regular ongoing RPG group and the first real friend I'd made after leaving high school. His uh, group had been playing together since the early 80s. They were a bit older than me, but uh, I was introduced by, uh, to them by their old DM. He hadn't played RPGs himself since the mid-80s. Um, and I played exactly one session with them my senior year in high school, and that was that. Um, when I left home, I was uh, just a happy accident that Scott happened to live a few doors down from me in the first apartment building. I had after I left high school. Um, we remembered each other and hit it off, and I was uh, then in the group full-time um, until we called it quits somewhere around uh, 2000 or so. So back to that phone call. Uh, Scott had apparently had a recent health scare and wanted to reach out and chat about old times. At one point in the call, he told me, you know, I was thinking about things, and I just realized I had forgotten how good of friends we really were. We continued to stay in touch, and within a few months, he was asking for painting tips. You see, he'd started painting miniatures again for the first time in 30 years, and just a short time later, he was asking if I would be able to fly down for a weekend. Uh, you know, he had connected in with and convinced uh, all of the people in our old group to get together again and play a game. Uh, through some even greater miracle of coercion, he'd somehow convinced their old DM from the 80s, the one who had originally introduced us, to come out of 30 years of retirement and actually run it. So, you know, I couldn't miss this. Uh, and it went great. It was uh, 7 a.m. instead of 7 p.m. for the start time. We were, you know, drinking diet sodas and smoking meats in the backyard for lunch instead of uh, drinking beers and smoking uh, you know, cigarettes and such. Um, but eight hours later, and we all felt like, you know, really, we just picked up where we'd left off so many years before. And we just, you know, kept going. And it's been fantastic for eight years now. We talk weekly, sometimes daily with each other. We become great, close friends again. And for me, it really made a difference in getting through some of the tough times in the last few years that I've had. You know, this just great group of friends. And in the last few years, um, you know, gaming has introduced me to new friends as well. Um, so it's really been great. I saw some statistics recently um, that an alarming number of adults over the age of 35 had less than two friends. About half say they don't have a best friend. Even more alarming to me, these stats are rising for people in their 20s 
I can understand why people move across the country. They spread out. There are fewer excuses to get together and spend real time with friends. There are even fewer ways to meet new friends as you go and you age. Many people don't speak to old friends on the phone for more than a couple minutes. And even when you do get a chance to catch up, uh, I mean, much less see each other in person and spend real quality time together. I think this is, this is something that role-playing games can do. Anyway, so back uh, to 2023. My first game of the year was played with this very same group of guys. Um, my first gaming group, as it were, at our first gaming convention together or ever, uh, Gary Khan, we played uh, Hyperborea, uh, which was an RPG system we were all playing for the first time. Uh, all of us, that is, but Scott. You see, in 2018, Scott very suddenly uh, passed away. The anniversary of Scott's passing was uh, July 24th, only a few days ago. Thinking back to that phone call, you know, Scott was right. You know, he was so right. I had forgotten how good of friends we were. When trying to determine and schedule the game, it was going to be our first uh, of 2023 at Gary Con. One of the guys in my group commented that it didn't matter. We were going to have fun and enjoy our time together. We were getting together because we were friends, not because of some specific game. The game wasn't the important part. And that's true. It's 100% true for us. But in all honesty, before that call from Scott all those years ago, it probably wasn't. At least it hadn't been for over a decade until he organized that game, that first game in 2015. Scott did something very rare and very special. He made us not just remember, but to actually make it true again. After all that time, with everybody spread out, living separate lives, he did it with a role-playing game. Hey, Jason, it's Joe. Uh, just calling in with my uh, July entry for your, your contest. Um, I have been intending to call in. I actually kind of perused the RPG a day list right after you announced the, the contest. Um, I didn't really pick one. I, I, can't, I can't say that nothing stood out to me. I just didn't, didn't uh, I don't know, just didn't pick one. Uh, so that, today I am picking uh, day four and it is the most recent RPG you purchased. <clears throat> uh, for me, um, just purchased yesterday in PDF, uh, Nations and Cannons. Um, and this is a game that you brought to my attention a few weeks ago. And I know you haven't done your interview with those fellows yet, but um, I, I assume that will hit the airwaves before people hear this. Um, so I'm sure that uh, you know they'll have a better understanding of what it is. Um, but yeah, so far, I mean, I, I really just had a chance to like look at it. I started reading the very uh, beginning about heritages and whatnot. So far, it looks pretty solid. Um, I imagine there's some people that will decry, like, you can't use 5e for everything, but uh, it's all about the tweaking of the rules and the presentation of the setting. Um, I think uh, I think it could work just fine. Um, yeah, and, you know, to my mind, I mean, the Revolutionary War period is very interesting. I actually like to 
to go back a little bit more, I'm more interested in the French and Indian War period, um, Seven Years' War, and then also sort of like the Napoleonic War. Uh, but yeah, like I think that you can use this rule set for any of that, you know, any of those periods really from, you know, even like 1700 up through, uh, I guess, the end of the Napoleonic Age. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. So I've been fighting a cold here the past few days. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll cut it there, man. Um, cheers, buddy. Again, I want to thank everybody for their entries. And you will hear the ones that haven't been played yet in the future episodes on the weeks that they fall into. Now it's time to give you my entries for week one. For the first prompt, we have the first RPG played this year. And, well, I guess I should say that the idea that David had here was if you've participated the whole 10 years, because it's the 10th year of RPG Day, you would compare your first entry on the first year of the contest to, or first year of the program, to your entry now. I didn't participate 10 years ago, so I can't do that, but I will try to say my very first of these things. So I'll, I'll give that kind of dichotomy. Now, my very first goes back quite a ways, back to roughly 83, 84, so it, it might not be totally in the spirit, but I wasn't really, I'd gotten back in the hobby 10 years ago in 2013. I was back in the hobby a little bit with the OSR sphere. I had gotten in, back into the OSR around 2006, 2007, and got my son into gaming with BX and with Beckme, and we went to some local groups in Northern Virginia and played AD&D and played back me but then we kind of got in the war game crowd and got going to war game conventions so we actually kind of got away from role playing and we're doing mostly war games during the period 10 years ago although i'd start getting excited about dungeon crawl classics because it was coming out and done and that excitement for dungeon crawl classic is what kind of got me back into role playing pretty seriously a little bit later but i'm not going to compare 10 years ago i'm going to do my answers this year and then my answers when I started the hobby. So anyway, the first prompt is first RPG played this year. And that's a tough one because I don't keep a gaming journal. If I kept a gaming journal, I might know what the first game I played the year was. But just looking at the calendar, I think it was Pathfinder 1st Edition, Wrath of the Righteous. I'm playing in a long-term campaign, playing through that whole um, adventure path. And that's being run by Joe Richter of Hindsightless. And we played on January 7th. So I think that's the first game I played this year. If I played another one, I apologize to the participants in that game. I just don't keep a good log, so I don't know. The first game I ever played was the Mincer Basic set, the Red Box, although that was kind of solo. The first game I actually played with another person was when I ran Marvel Superheroes, the original Basic set, for my cousin. Let's go to the second prompt first RPG Game Master. Well, that'd be me, because <laughs> I ran myself through solo stuff, and I end up being the Game Master there. So, there you go. Three, first RPG bought this year. So, I went back and looked, and from what I can tell, looking in my um, mail and everything else, it looks like they collected the pledge for Korg on January 1st. So I believe Korg would officially be the first game I bought this year. Now, Korg is a solo RPG that fits on a business card. It's a really 
neat little game. And they've since, Caleb has since released an expansion that he's also delivered on that I've gotten. Highly recommend you check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes as well as a link to the Pink Phantoms podcast. Now, the Pink Phantom is a great podcast called Phantom Thoughts. And Pink Phantom does a playthrough of the solo RPG. So I'll put that in the show notes. It'll be on, you know, listener Korg. So that would be the first RPG I bought this year. The first RPG I ever bought, as opposed to one gifted to me, would pro- would be either Marvel Superheroes or Top Secret. I think it was Marvel Superheroes is the first one I ever bought. And then Top Secret would have been the next one. Okay, our fourth day's prompt is the most recent game you bought. And at the time I'm recording this, <laughs> which is prior to you hearing it, so I might have bought something since. But at the time of recording, the most recent game I bought is Nations and Cannons, which is a historical RPG around the American Revolution using the 5e rule set. And if that sounds interesting or you're curious, I have a show on July 25th where I talk about that. So go check out the July 25th show, episode 526, titled Nations and Cannons. Really neat game. The fifth prompt is the oldest game you've played. And I think this would be, I go back to look at the timeline of RPGs, and there are a few games in 1975 that I've played. I'm not sure the order they were released. I played Boot Hill, I played Unguard, I'm in a current game of Unguard, and I played Tunnels and Trolls. So all three of those are possibilities depending what month they were actually released in. So either Boot Hill, Engard, or Tunnels and Trolls would be the answer to the fifth prompt. Our sixth prompt is the favorite game you never get to play. And this is interesting because it kind of goes into the seventh prompt. So the favorite game I never get to play is Stay Frosty, I think. I don't know. This is a hard one because I have so many games that... I really like that I don't get to play. You know what? I'm not going to say that. I'm gonna, So Stay Frosty is a great game. It's kind of a hack of the black hack, but it's designed to have all the rolls go high. So all your rolls are high in this game. You're not rolling low for any kind of roll. Whenever you're rolling the dice, you want to roll high, which is great. It standardizes that mechanic. It does some other neat things. It's designed for space, adventure, horror, that kind of thing. Do aliens, do the video game Doom, things like that. It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, and it's a very smart RPG the way it's written, so that's how it goes in the next day's prompt. But I haven't played it, so I can't use it for the next day. So I did want to mention Stay Frosty here. I'm hopefully going to play it this year. I've got a group that wants to play Stay Frosty, so hopefully this year I will get it to the table. Other favorite games I never get to play include, you know, the various Palladium games, um, Top Secret. We don't get Top Secret at the table. Although Daniel Norton's supposed to be running James Bond for us. Maybe he'll run Top Secret for us. That'd be cool. Um, there, well, there are just so many. I, I've got stacks and stacks of RPGs. The Leading Edge games, I've, I don't know if they're favorites, but they're interesting games I'd really like to get to the table. I've got a lot of games I'd really like to get to the table, Palladium games are a favorite of mine. Tritac games are a favorite of mine, like Stalking the Night Fantastic, or Pure 13 as it's better known, Fringeworthy. Th- those games are, are definite favorites of mine. I, yeah, I've got a lot of favorites. 
<laughs> but th those are some of the ones I never get to play. The last one I've kind of already alluded to, the smartest RPG I played. I can't use Stay Frosty here. So I'm going to, and I am being positive. I know we're not supposed to be negative here, but so hear me out. I'm going to say OSE, Old School Essentials. Now, OSE is smart in the idea that it's taken somebody else's work and reformatted it and put it out there and made a ton of money. Now, that sounds negative because they basically took BX, Mulvey Cook, Dungeons & Dragons, reformatted it, and Galvin's made a lot of money, all that. But I'm not putting Gavin down. I'm not being negative here. I think it's great because I think it's brought a lot of attention back to that earlier rule set, which is a great thing. And I think that in that attention, a number of us have brought up the places BX is actually superior to OSE in that it has to us better artwork and it has examples play examples which are great so i think osc is smart because of the way it's made money and the way it's really capitalized and grabbed that osr sphere so now when you're talking osr a lot of people default and automatically assume you're talking osc it's become the 800 pound gorilla in the osr sphere to some degree and that's good because it's bringing attention to the bx rule set which is a really good rule set and it's making people look at the original rule set, which is great because that original rule set is awesome. So it's smart as in it was a, a smart business decision. And it's also great because it's bringing a lot of attention to this older rule set that I think people need to go look at. So I think that I'm going to pick OSC. Now, there are a number of other things I could pick for a number of other reasons, but I'm going to stick with that one. So... That is my entry for this week of hashtag RPG a day 2023. I hope you enjoyed my entries. If you have thoughts or comments on any of my entries, feel free to call in. I'll play them on the air or you can send me an email. If you go to my show notes, there's a link to all the ways you can contact me. If you send a text message, I'll read it. If you send an audio message of some sort, I will play it on the air and make you famous. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you again to my listeners that contributed to this episode with the contest entries. Thank you especially to David and Anthony for putting on RPG a day. And until I talk to you next time, be excellent to each other. Joker by your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I could shoot him dead. Bring on the glow, bring on the glow. I want some There is a dustbin in your moil's by the tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Well the zombies are rising and the world's gone to hell We're living for the dying and we're dying for the train wreck